We just stepped on their face with a hobnailed boot and broke their nose. One, two, three. Bullshit. Welcome to the Tide Run Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Bethay, coming to you today to talk about what's becoming an annual tradition here in Atlanta, a Trey Young All-Star snub. So, uh, yeah, if you're new to the show, make sure to like and subscribe. You can follow us on social media, Facebook and Twitter, and you can email us, TideRunSports at gmail.com. So, again, Trey Young has been left out of the NBA All-Star game. In his six years in the NBA, he has made it twice, once as a starter and once as a reserve. This year, Trey finished second in fan voting behind Tyrese Maxey, sixth in player votes, and sixth in media voting. So since coaches vote on the reserves and he didn't score a high enough composite score to be a starter, he actually finished tied for fourth with Donovan Mitchell. The coaches did not select him as one of the reserves. Now, I take no issue with the five other guards that didn't make the All-Star team. Damian Lillard, Tyrese Halliburton, Jalen Brunson, Donovan Mitchell, and Tyrese Maxey. They're all good players. They're all having All-Star years. All of them are averaging at least 25 points per game on teams with significantly better records than the Hawks. And all but Lillard are doing it with better efficiency. Now, what's curious is that Lillard, who has a worse statistical profile of anyone else in the group and is one of the worst defensive point guards in the NBA and actually has been for a few years now, he's starting the game. Lillard's enjoying the benefit of playing alongside Giannis Antetokounmpo, meaning that your team is guaranteed to be top three in the East, and being the second leading scorer on the second best team in the Eastern Conference. And yet Lillard's defense is so bad that it's one of the major reasons Adrian Griffin got fired halfway through the season with the team in second place. They're terrible on defense, and along with Adrian Griffin's weird schemes, um, stubbornness, and inability to change, Damian Lillard's really bad point-of-attack defense is one of the reasons that they're bad. Lillard is every bit as bad of a defender as Trey Young and has been for several years, and I would argue that Trey Young's having a lot better defensive year than Lillard currently. In addition to that, Lillard's having one of the worst shooting seasons of his prime, shooting 42% from the field and 36% from three, which aren't terrible numbers, but for him, they're well, well below his career averages. And the two common narratives against Trey are that his team isn't winning and he's bad on defense. And I will start by saying that both of these are true. But they're both a bit disingenuous, especially considering how all NBA voting has gone the last couple of years. And I said this at the end of last season in a post I made once the All-NBA teams came out. Last year, Damian Lillard, Luka Doncic, and Shea Gilgis-Alexander all made the All-NBA team with losing records. Teams that missed the playoffs. Luka and Dame didn't even get their teams into the play-in and they made All-NBA. And I said then, if winning really doesn't matter for these league-wide honors and selections, I don't want to hear the Hawks team record being used against Trey Young when he's snubbed from the All-Star game next year. That is a direct quote from my mouth. And what happened? (laughs) So apparently winning matters when it comes to voting for the All-Star game, but it doesn't actually matter when voting for the All-NBA selections that actually determines how much money these guys make. And in addition to that, Steph Curry is currently playing on a team that is well below 500, and he's in the All-Star game as a starter. Now, I understand the legacy and the fact that Steph Curry is a four-time champion, a two-time MVP, and all that. I get that. He's a legend. And there's no question that Steph Curry is an All-Star and is a better player than Trey Young. None of those are questions. But then how do you explain the Lakers getting two 
players in the All-Star game. One to start on LeBron James, which again, I won't argue with. And then Anthony Davis as a reserve, when at the time of voting, they were under 500 and in 10th place. The exact same spot where the Atlanta Hawks are. So the goalposts for the All-Star selections keep moving. When it comes to an established legend like LeBron James or Steph Curry, winning isn't important. And when it comes to someone that's winning, well, then defense isn't important. But for Trey Young, we count both of those against him. And the other frustrating part about saying that Trey is bad on defense is the fact that he's having the best defensive year of his career. He's averaging career high in steals. He's taking the most charges of his career. He's posting the best defensive metrics of his career. Just go and watch the last two games this past weekend against Phoenix and Golden State where he's ripping Kevin Durant and Devin Booker clean. By the way, both are all-stars. And taking key charges in the overtime of the Golden State game to help secure a win for the Hawks. Trey is actually top 10 in the NBA this year in charges drawn. But again, remember, he doesn't try defense. And this is one of the issues I have. Since people don't actually watch the Hawks play regularly, in part because we're never actually on national television, they continue with the lazy narrative that Trey is bad on defense and refuse to acknowledge or are ignorant to the massive improvements he's made this year. Now, is he good on defense? No, he's still a negative defender, and he probably always will be because he's little. But he's better than some of the players that were in the All-Star game named as starters, <coughs> Damian Lillard. But those players, for whatever reason, seem to escape the rap of being bad defenders, even though they are. Tyrese Halliburton is not a good defender. Luka Doncic is not a good defender. Now, again, they're both having way better seasons than Trey from a team success standpoint, even with individual numbers. But why does no one talk about their defense? It's just so frustrating to me that this consistent, lazy narrative that Trey's battle defense is the reason for holding him away from all these awards acknowledgments. And it goes back to something Scott the Stat Assassin has said, but once people establish a reputation as either a good or bad defender... That reputation will continue to stay with him for probably a good two seasons past the point where that reputation is actually true. When DeJounte Murray was coming out of San Antonio, people came on the Hawks podcast here and said, guys, he actually hadn't been like a really high-level defender in a couple of years, but nobody really knows that around the league because Spurs have been bad and they just assume that he's still really good on defense, but he really hasn't been. Now that reputation is finally starting to catch up with him here in Atlanta and we see Hey, this guy's not really very good at the point of attack anymore. He's a decent help defender, gets steals and deflections, but he's not very good at keeping the ball in front of him. And so you just see this happen so many times. Another example is Rajon Rondo, who wasn't a good defender for like the last five years of the NBA, but he still had that reputation from what he was when he was in Boston. But from the time he went to like the Kings to the Mavs, he was not good on defense anymore, but people thought he still was. And that's how it goes. And so while I understand that's how it works, at some point, you have to watch what people are doing and acknowledge their improvement. And if you switch Trey Young into Damian Lillard's spot on the Bucks, I don't know that the Bucks are still in the same spot, but it's hard for me to imagine them being much worse on defense and a whole lot better on offense. <laughs> and I will say that the one big difference between Trey and Dame so far in the year is that Dame has superior clutch time stats. Um, Trey, I think, on the season is like a minus 57 in clutch time numbers, which is insane. DeJounte Murray has actually been the Hawks' best clutch player. And if you've watched the games, you've seen that play out. But if you're going to use that argument that Dame is playing more meaningful games and he's been better in clutch situations than Trey, that's fine. But then why is Dame starting? Why isn't Donovan Mitchell in that starting spot? Or even Jalen Brunson, who are having better years on both ends of the floor than Dame? 
I would have an easier time digesting it if that was the case. I mean, Jalen Brunson is averaging like 27 points a game on good shooting percentages, and he leads the league in charges drawn. So it's interesting to sit back and look at this and realize that only two times in NBA history has a player missed the All-Star game, averaging at least 25 points, 10 assists, and 55% true shooting. Both of them are Trey Young. <laughs> it's Trey Young last year and Trey Young this year. And Trey Young has missed the most All-Star games in a career averaging 25-plus points per game. And he's 25 years old. So no one in NBA history has missed three All-Star games averaging 25-plus points per game except Trey Young. Again, he's only 25. He's shooting a career best from three, is averaging the most assists of his career with the second lowest usage of his career, is on pace to shatter his career high in double-doubles. He's at 30 and his career high is 40. He's averaging career high in steals, a career high in charges drawn, playing the best defense of his career while also logging the most minutes of his career. Please make it make sense. And the YouTube channel AM Hoops, uh, run by Casey Kiernan, it's a really good channel, by the way, makes a great point about why this is actually happening. And it's not news that Trey is not loved around the league. He was a showboat. He was loudmouth when he came in the league. He would do things to show up other players. He would run his mouth. And there was that you know anonymous player survey last year where he was voted the most overrated with the extremely small sample size, like 54 people. But anyways, and he was doomed by the player vote last year to put him as the 12th best guard in the league. And he was voted, I think, 11th by coaches, which is just absurd. Or 11 by, 11 by the media, which is just absurd. And um, this year he moved up significantly to six in both. But as AM Hoops goes on to point out, a lot of the hatred from coaches is because of his role in getting Lloyd Pierce fired. If you remember, Lloyd Pierce did not advocate for Trey to make the top 44 roster of the U.S. men's national team, which, again, that team roster is built after Trey started an all-star game. And he wasn't named one of the 44 best players in the NBA. And he was behind guys like Miles Plumley. <laughs> When Trey went public about his frustrations about it, Lloyd Pierce didn't defend him. He essentially said he needs to wait his turn in the process, which is just just absurd. And so the rumors are that Trey kind of went in the season, but hurt by that. Then the headbutting started with the actual Hawks season. Lloyd wasn't doing a great job. Trey wanted him out. Trey got him run out. And a lot of old head coaches around the league did not like that. Rick Carlisle and Greg Popovich openly made statements defending Lloyd Pierce, saying they thought it was ridiculous that he was fired, and they advocated for him. In addition, AM Hoops goes on to point out that a lot of the more established coaches like Pop, Clifford, Spolstra, Tibbs, those are defense-first coaches that probably respect and favor players that bring it on that end of the floor. So when they're filling up their all-star bout, they take defense into consideration. And Trey probably wasn't helped by the way he responded to getting snubbed last year. If you remember, the All-Star game was here in Atlanta. Trey doesn't make the team, and he goes on Twitter, and Trey goes on Twitter, pisses and moans, and says he doesn't want to play as an injury replacement. He'd rather just be left out of the game. This year, Trey gets snubbed, and instead of throwing another Twitter temper tantrum, he just goes out and absolutely destroys the Suns and Warriors in back-to-back -back nights to help to push the Hawks to a four-game winning streak. And if Trey's not an all-star, please tell me why Golden State is trapping him the whole last seven minutes of regulation overtime, trying to get the ball out of his hands. <laughs> now, I said this before, but the big issue here is that the all-star rosters are too small. Like, at one point, like in the 50s or 60s, I think the roster was like at 14. Then they shrank and they expanded again. Right now, they're at 12. 
they should probably be at 14 or 15. And if you did that, what you do is just don't have injury replacements. But like guys like De'Aaron Fox are not in the All-Star game. DeMontis Sabonis is not in the All-Star game. Those guys are fantastic players. Easily top 12 players in the Western Conference-ish. But I mean, between like players 6 and 15 in the West is really not much difference. And that's the issue. They need to solve this by expanding their rosters. But until then, we have this issue, and it's going to continue, and it's probably not going to change anytime soon. All that said, I don't have a problem with Trey Young being called the sixth best guard in the East. I really don't. I do have a problem with someone like Paulo Bancaro making it over Trey. The Orlando Magic are currently like four and a half games better than the Hawks in the standings, and Bancaro is averaging less points and assists than Trey on better efficiency overall, but, but it's close. Um, Bancaro is averaging 23 points a game on 45% from the field. 36% from three. Trey is averaging 27 points a game on 43% from the field and 38% from three. Um, Bencario is averaging seven rebounds and five assists, and he does a lot of ball handling and carries a lot of the offensive load for the Magic. He is their best player, and they are winning. And Trey is averaging 11 assists per game, which is second in the NBA. And apparently the four-and-a-half game difference in the standings is enough to make up the difference for what Trey is averaging in points and assists over Bencario with virtually the same efficiency. But to be fair, Bancaro is a much better defender, and he's doing a lot for a playoff team. I'm not arguing that Trey should be voted into the guard spots ahead of the five players we discussed earlier, but he's top 10 in the league in combined points and assists. I think he actually might be fourth. He has created as much offense as nearly any guard in the league while quietly making like huge defensive leaps. And in short, to say he's not one of the 12 best players in the Eastern Conference is asinine. So Adam Silver, if you listen to this, Hope you do the right thing and correct this atrocity by making Trey an injury replacement for Julius Randle or maybe even Joel Embiid. And next year, let's pray that the media and players do the right thing and vote him into the game outright as he deserves to be. Because if players like Trey Young are going to be blackballed from the All-Star game without like a James Harden slash Kyrie Irving level of drama caused, the process is broken. It is. This has been David Thay for the Tide Run Sports Podcast. That's it for today. Thank you for listening.